Welcome, movie fans, to the Film Obsessed Couple. I'm Shelly. And I'm Scott. Boy, do we have a good movie to discuss today. But first, if you're looking for a one-of-a-kind gift, check out my Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. But now, let's talk about Evil Dead Rise. Yes. Yeah, we're, we finally made it. We Woo! started this however many weeks ago. We are now at the end. So walk us through. What have we done so far? Well, first and foremost, I would like to give a little bit of a shout out here because Shelly graduated college. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Where'd all these people come from? Who are these people? Oh. Speech, I guess? Uh, no. They're not stopping. <laughs> oh, okay. Please, people, please, sit down. Sit down, sit down, please, No please. standing ovation here. They're going to sit down in another second. There we go. <laughs> There was an advertisement after those people. Oh, geez. So, congratulations. Oh, thank you. That's a surprise. You know, I don't like that kind of stuff. The people that I brought here in the house to do all that? Yeah, I, I hate people. <sighs> Except for our listeners. I love them. Yeah, well, all right, people, get out of here. <laughs> I said, get out of here! Get the hell out! I'm not feeding you! Anyway, okay, so all those people are out now. But, uh, yeah, we, we talked about it. Um, in the past few episodes, like, oh, we were going to do this, or oh, we skipped Evil Dead 1 because, you know, Shelly's school and stuff like that. And, you know, but Shelly's done. She graduated. Yep. That's why you're getting this a couple weeks later because finals were awful. Math. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You had the most problems with that. And what was funny is you were like, I'm really good at math. I like it. And then mm -hmm. this math class threw some curveballs at you. And I'm like, I am no good at math. And I hate math. <laughs> and they're like, geometry. <laughs> probability. I actually did really good at that. That's true. That was your one you did really good at. Probabilities. Yeah, that I sucked. Yeah. Sucked ass in probabilities. But that's okay. I ended with a B. Yep. And you were super happy with that. I was. It Unfortunately, it tanked my straight A. Thing. Not that I'm bragging, but it was just a goal that I had to make all A's. Yeah, I know, I know. And and you were when you said that on after your first semester, I was like, eh, we'll see. <laughs> like, don't put that on yourself. I did it until the very end. I know. That's uh, okay. Yeah, I know. Well, well, congrats on that again. And because I just wanted to give an update because we have mentioned it a few different times that Shelly was in school and about to finish school. So there you go. Yep, I have so much free time now. Yeah, and you are using it to the max, working, cleaning. I absolutely am. <laughs> like, I have neglected everything, so now I'm just doing everything. Yeah. Well, another update we should probably give, because we talked about this yesterday, and we don't really feel like we give much of an announcement. But for new people that are joining, Shelly and I are married. Yeah. And, you know, if you can go back to the very first few episodes of what, but we started doing this because I loved movies and I'd seen so many of them. Shelly had watched movies and stuff, but, you know, was not like a super fan like I was that obsessed over it. So we were like, it would be fun. You were always telling me to start a podcast and like, no one's going to listen to that. And you, so we started it together and no one is listening to it. <laughs> and still. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you. Thank you all. But. Uh, yeah, so we started this just so it'd be something fun to do, and I enjoy watching movies, especially one like we're doing today, watching it with you and your reaction. 
Yeah, and I think as being married, it's just a great thing to do together. Yeah, it's very fun. And if people listen, that's a bonus. Yeah, exactly. We're not in, definitely not in this for the money. And I said that at the very beginning. I was like, because you're like, oh, we could start a Patreon. And I'm like, I think we have to be in this for the fun. And yes, a Patreon could come later, but let's do this for fun. Because you know, I'm a huge music fan and all these bands that start are like, we're going to start and we're going to make so much money. And it's like, no, you have to really be into it and be in for the right reasons. Yeah, I, I definitely had high aspirations. Yeah. And was shot down, but that's okay. Well, I knew it was going to take a while. And, you know, all the analytics and stuff we looked at were all like, it could take a while for a podcast to get off the ground. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a little hint to you people here. If you tell your friends and stuff, you know, about this podcast, uh, maybe we can get a Patreon going. Yeah, if we get a Patreon and then actually make money, we could do even more stuff. That would Mm -hmm. be amazing. That would just be like heaven. Maybe we could quit our jobs if you support us. Enough. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that would be even better. But <laughs> I okay, so I donated to the Trevor Project. Very great trans, you know, it, it helps trans kids like suicide rates and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Unfortunately, when you do that, you get hit. I think they put your name in the system for every single charity they can think of. Yeah. So I got one the other day. Uh, very great thing for you know, against white nationalist groups. Very, very good one. But the thing that I thought was kind of funny is that on the donation card at the bottom, they circled which one they wanted. Mm-hmm. It was like 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, circle 30. And they were like, this would really help. So if we do a Patreon, we'll be like, oh, you could donate at $1, $5, 10 100 This 100 will really help us. <laughs> we're going to circle that 100 <laughs> And y'all are going to be like, you guys are assholes. I'm yeah. out of here. Which, again... <laughs> I am very against white nationalist groups, KKK, you know, all those racist-ass groups, but I just found it a little funny. They were like, this one would help us. And I'm like, well, you would think that you would be happy with anything, but it, mm. anyway. And, I'm, and not, I'm not calling the Trevor Project assholes. It's just... No, it's... They're a very good corporation. I think they do a lot of good for, for youth. I'm so happy to have donated to them, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize that now I'm going to be hit up probably for the rest of my life. I know. It did happen when I was a kid, though. I wanted to do- uh, go work at the soup kitchen here in Springfield. Yeah. And for some reason, they were not available to do it. My dad and I were ready, and they were like, oh, we've got way too many people here already today. So I was like, oh. okay. But we got so much stuff in the mail from like charities and stuff like that. Being like, please wow. donate your time. So. I mean, it's it. Please donate and give as much as you can. But I, I'm not a fan of. They seem to just give your information out. Being bombarded. Yeah. Yeah. If if we had again, that's another thing to the Patreon. If you people donated to a Patreon, I would give to as many charities as I can. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I and we've even talked about it. Yeah. Like the different things that we could do for different movies, um, mm-hmm. and things like that. I mean, it just would be it would open up our doors or open up doors to do more things. Yeah. But we realize that takes a shit more downloads than what we've already got. Yeah. Like so many more. <laughs> yeah. And we're not complaining. We're not complaining no. at all. We're just kind of saying like we've all, we've gone over this and thought about what would be needed and I'm not putting charities, you know, putting, putting charities and holding them hostage being like, please, if you don't donate, I'm not giving money. No, that's <laughs> just our sense of humor. I'm just fucking around kidding. So, um, Okay, well, the Trevor Project, that fits totally into Evil Dead Rise. Yes. No, no, it does not. (laughs) 
Let's get to the movie. So 15 minutes ago, you asked, what have we done so far? And we, <laughs> we did Evil Dead 2 because uh-huh. at the time we didn't have much time. So I was like, well, you can really skip Evil Dead 1 and because Evil Dead 2 kind of redoes it a little bit. So we did Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend Evil Dead 1, though, still. Uh, Army of Darkness. And now we're doing Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. So Evil Dead 2, I was like, eh, it's okay. How dare you? I know. <laughs> and, and this is just me because it's kind of nice that you get two perspectives. Yeah, so exactly. Scott, the movie fan, and me just coming in as an outsider. The Army of Darkness thought it was great. Yeah, because uh, you loved the comedy aspect. Yes, I loved all the comedy that was in it. However, with this Evil Dead Rise, it's, I don't know. I don't know if we want to talk about if we like it or not right now. Yeah, sure. I liked it a lot. Okay, I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely freaking love it. Yeah, and I was surprised because we did not do the remake of Evil Dead because, again, limited on time, and I read that it doesn't have anything really to do with this one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, boy, I don't know how you would like that because it's so bloody and gory. Turns out this one is super bloody and gory, and you liked it. So now I'm like, well, maybe we should go back. (laughs) I think the reason why is because um, Army of Darkness. Yeah. It was just, there was just like blood gushing everywhere, and it was in a comedy kind of way. Yeah. Because you can't have that much blood. And so I think it prepared me for this movie, and I didn't view it in the way of a gore horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. It This one doesn't have as much funniness. Actually, not really much any uh, like humor in it. Slight humor. A dark humor, I think. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. So... It, it kind of sucks that the trailers gave away that this movie takes place in like an apartment complex because if you didn't know that, you'd probably think that this beginning was the movie mm-hmm. because it does take place in the woods in like a cabin. Exactly. And you get that speeding, like at the very beginning, the the camera speeding along through the woods. Like the, you think it's the, because the other movies have done it so much, but you think it's like the face of evil. Yeah. The, the evil, but it turns out it's a drone, this dude flying a drone through the woods. I know. <laughs> I thought that was neat. I was like, oh, I, I was thinking we were just hitting it. We're getting in here. Yeah. This dude comes off as kind of bad because this other girl, I don't know if we got, I didn't get her name. But she does ask the dude flying the drone, where is Jessica, her her friend? And the dude's like, oh, she's sleeping because I gave her a clonopin to help her with whatever the hell's going on with her. And I'm like, you just drugged her? Wow. (laughs) Like, this dude doesn't seem very nice. I call the other girl book girl. Yes, because we'll see here in just a second. She's reading Wuthering Heights Mm -hmm. by Jane Eyre, I think. It's spelled E-Y. E-Y-R-E, and it's Iyer, Air. Yeah. E-Yar-Yar. I don't know, but... Uh, Book Girl does go into the cabin to check on her friend Jessica, and Jessica is passed out on the bed, you know, because she got drugged by this frat bro dude. <laughs> by her psycho boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it, yeah, you're just like, okay, something's wrong with her, and he gave her drugs to make her pass out. I'm surprised he's not in there. Mm, no, nah, I don't know. But <laughs> and they're sexing her up. Speaking of which, I did take clonopin as a child when I got diagnosed with OCD. Apparently, that stuff is like a controlled substance. Wow. Um, I don't know if anybody, you, I don't think have seen it, but in Observe and Report, there's it's a movie with Seth Rogen as a mall cop, but he has sex with a woman, and it got a lot of shit because she does take a shit ton of his clonopin when they're on a date. 
So she's like fucking passed out, and then it cuts to them like having sex. He's on top of her, oh. and he's like, "Brandy, oh Brandy." He goes, "Brandy," <laughs> like she's passed out, and she goes, "I just stopping, motherfucker," and they just keep going. So people were like, "Oh, he date raped her." Oh no, <laughs> I, that is not a funny thing, but it, again, sense of humor, dark humor. And yeah, that movie is just nothing but dark humor, but. So Jessica does wake up from the bed and sits up, you know, very normal, like just shoots up from the bed mm-hmm. and starts quoting the book where Book Girl is reading from. Like Her back is to Book Girl. Yes. You can't see her face. Mm-hmm. And her voice keeps getting deeper and deeper as she keeps quoting the book. That's how that's how I read. Mm. Isn't that how you read? Mm, no. Oh. My, my voice in my head doesn't get deeper and deeper when I read. I'm like, I'm going to get deeper and sexier every time when I read. <laughs> it is pretty funny because jessica falls off the bed she's like <laughs> just as someone would do after yeah. they take a lot of bed. and book girl runs over to her and you know just the jessica looks all like black and blue and like she's dead basically yeah but she grabs book girl by the hair and rips her scalp off holy hell this yeah this was very funny because we were watching it and that happened it's very quick it's like whack and you were like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Just totally. That shocked the shit out of me. Yeah. Holy fuck. That was, that was something. Yeah, it's very crazy. So the dude flying the drone and shit out there, Jessica walks out. And Jessica grabs this drone and puts the blades of the drone into her face. As one would. <laughs> Yeah, as one always would. I, this is so normal. And falls into like the water. I don't see why people are giving Jessica crap, man. I don't know. She's just acting normal. And Book Girl, as we'll now call Scalp Girl, is walking out. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And she's like walking outside, and Drone Dude jumps in after Jessica because she falls in the water after the drone cuts her face up. Yeah, because he's a good boyfriend. Now. And his head gets thrown out of the water. Like, because Jessica, like, must have ripped it off and she threw it out. Yeah, just his head. Yeah, and and throws it at Scalp Girl. (laughs) (coughs) And you're just like, Jesus, where is this going? Well, Jessica now floats out of the water. Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, mountains in the background of the scenery. And the title, Evil Dead Rise, comes up over the mountains. And then fade to black. That was just the opening. <laughs> I thought that was cool, too. Um, I'm like, okay, now she's Jesus. Because mm. she's floating above the water. Evil Jesus. Evil Jesus dead. It's 3.15 a.m., even though it's light outside. Oh, my God. Uh, and then you get this, the title of the movie. So cool. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy opening. And then now we are in the city. And it says, one day earlier. And you're just like, holy shit. Yeah, that kind of threw me. I'm like. Oh, so we're going to see how all this happened? I kind of at first was like, oh, well, then we know that some terrible shit's going to happen. And the main girl of the movie that we now cut to, her name is Beth. And for the longest time, I thought her name was Bev. Yes. They were like, Bev, 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 we need you over here, Bev. I'm like, B-E-V? B-E-T-H? I caught the Beth. Did you? But then when you said Bev, I'm like, oh, maybe. Yeah, because that's what they're saying. Because we talked about it. And I was like, I don't I don't think I got her name right. And you were like, Beth. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm like, okay, honey, it's not. I was like, no, they've been saying Bev. 
But I was expecting to see the people from the beginning of the movie. Right. And since we didn't, and I had seen trailers for this, and I knew that it was like a family in this apartment building, I was like, oh, so these, I knew kind of in the back of my head that these people were all probably going to die. And we were going to somehow flip to these other characters we just saw. Yeah, I think I saw the trailer too. I don't quite remember all of it, but I was a little like confused by this. Yeah. And I guess if you watch the trailer, then it's you can understand it a little more. But I was just kind of like, okay, where's the other people? Yeah, if you've seen enough movies, I feel like you can kind of put it together enough. And that's why some people don't like to watch trailers. I don't like to watch many trailers, you know, mm-hmm. if it's a movie that I really, really want to watch. And yeah, I was kind of in the back of my head. I was already kind of like, well, these people must all die. And then we just flip to these new characters, I bet, at the end, because this takes place before. And I bet we're not going to have a happy ending here. Yeah, I mean, of course, I still love the movie. It's just that part was like, okay, it took me a minute. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, Beth, Bev to her friends, is, <laughs> <laughs> is in this shit bar, it looks like. We find out that she is a guitar tech. And the joke with her in the movie is that she's a groupie. They're like, oh, aren't you a groupie? And she's like, I'm, I'm a guitar tech. I actually know shit. Yeah, like I take care of all the gear and equipment. But everybody's all like, oh, your sister, the groupie. I'm like, what the fuck? An asshole. <laughs> but she's in this shit bar and she's peeing, sitting on the toilet, which, God, can you imagine? No. I can't even imagine. But and she's not just peeing. She's taking a pregnancy test. She's peeing on a stick. Yeah, and I knew exactly what the results were because she looks at the stick and then it cuts. So you're like, she's pregnant. Yeah, you get this. She has like this terrified look. Like, I know that if that ever happened to me... Well, it can't happen anymore, but if it did happen, I'd be like, fuck. Right. Yeah, I'm like, oh, god damn it. So now we cut and we meet the family of this movie here. Um, Elle is the mom, which, what is her full name again? They just call her Elle. Ellie. Ellie. Ellie, okay. We should know that after The Last of Us. Ellie is a huge name. Mm -hmm. But Bev, I'm going to call her Bev, I swear to God. (laughs) Beth, Bev to her friends. Her Christian name, Bev, uh, does go to the apartment complex that her sister and her sister's kids live in, which I like to call the flop house because it's the worst fucking looking house I've or apartment complex I've ever seen. Yes, it is like you can just tell by the elevators that it's old as fuck. The hallways are nasty. There's dirt everywhere and it just it looks very, very bad. And it's called the Mond, M-O-N-D-E. Mm. The trivia will say that Mond is an anagram of demon. Switch oh, the letters around. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a little, little trivia there. And I guess it used to be a bank. They kind of gave a little history. Yeah, I guess so. I don't remember that, but what happens later definitely confirms it. Mm-hmm. So Jessica does show up to this house. We do get to meet the family first. We've got Cass, the little girl. She's the, the youngest of the kids. Mm-hmm. Bridget, who is the middle child. And Danny, who is the oldest, he's got the worst haircut I've ever seen in my life. Oh, he's got like a mullet. Well, he's got like, yeah, hair on the top, hair on the back, completely shaved sides. Yeah, it's a thing. I know it's like a thing now, but it still just looks bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't, it's not for me. No, not at all. Um, And I didn't think it was for him either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's for anybody, really. <laughs> so it's funny because these you think that they live in like poverty, just the way that this apartment is. And this kid, Danny, I guess he's like a DJ or a 
kind of like a starting out DJ or what. Something. He's got all of these records, DJ equipment. He's got like speakers pinned to the ceilings and he's got some nice ass equipment. And he's listening to LCD Sound System. Amazing, amazing band. He's listening to the Madison Square Garden performance of Dance Yourself Clean. Great song. But then he starts scratching over it. It's like, go on and dance yourself. I'm like, oh, 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 no. Yeah, that just matches your haircut right there. <laughs> your style. You're just so stupid. <laughs> yeah, because you can hear it playing when they first like show these people. And I'm like, hey, kids listening to LCD and sound systems. Like, wicka wicka wild wild west. Every time I do wicka wicka, I always think of wild wild west. Wicka Wicka Wild Wild West. Yeah, what's his name? Will Smith. Yeah, 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 Will Smith. Jim West, Desperado. Wicka Wicka. Watch out. Don't talk about his wife. Oh, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep his mu- movies out of my fucking mouth. That will always be funny, okay? <laughs> yes. Always. We do get that the mom is like a tattoo artist, I'm assuming, because she's got a tattoo gun, mm-hmm. and she's tatted all up, which in the trivia, they says that she's got like branches all over on her arm. Like tree branches, like going up her arm, oh. which is supposed to be a callback to the first one when the girl gets raped by the tree. Okay. Well, she gets pulled out, and then the second one too. The girl does get pulled out of the house by the tree. Right. So you know, gonna call back a girl getting raped. Yeah, that's uh, that's something, right there. The daughter is stealing her stuff because the mom's like, "Where are my scissors?" Oh boy. Like, hopefully this doesn't come back later in the movie. Yeah, right. Right. And Cass, the daughter, is using those scissors to cut off a doll's head. Yeah, a healthy behavior from a child. And I'm like, I love this kid. If I ever had a kid, this is what I would want my kid to do. Look, I know you hate dolls, but I would still find it concerning, especially because she puts the doll's head on a stick. And I mean, it's healthy. I guess, for dolls, just because you hate dolls, but... She starts calling this doll Staffany because she's made like a little staff out of it. And I'm like, clever pun. I'm still freaked out. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I love this kid. She's badass. Yeah, the, the that staff gets broken at some point because the kids are horsing around and mm. fall on it. And the little girl holds it up and she's like, oh, you broke it. And it's like super sharp at the end. I knew that was going to come into play later. Of course. Yeah. You just know. You're like, well, someone's getting that stick through them at some point. That was like spotlight on (laughs) on this day. Like everything was shining on it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. I got you. You've made my stick into a killing machine. (laughs) Uh, I do love it too because when Beth shows up here, she rings the doorbell and there's like a gigantic, it's like a school bell. Like it's like at the top of like a wall. And it's like the bell and like the thing hits it. Like, oh, I didn't notice that. It's like, it's like a firehouse thing. Like when the Ghostbusters get their first call, she hits the alarms like. Just, it must have been like from like what? I don't know, 1800s? <laughs> That's what makes Did me think. I was like, oh, it was a bank, but it's also an old schoolhouse too. <laughs> like, bing. All right, kids, we'll see you next week. Wow. Yeah, I was like, oh, this this house is old as fuck. Beth does scare the mom here. I think she opens the door and Beth's like, hello. And the mom punches Beth in the face. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you go, girl. So Beth has been traveling around and stuff, you know, doing her groupie stuff. No, being a <laughs> actual legitimate job as a guitar tech. We don't know anything about the band. 
if they are famous at all or if she's just because you know bands depending upon how well they're known could be traveling in like a broken down beat up van Mm -hmm. and that may not be like as a legitimate job or you know if she's working for like metallica she's getting probably paid very well absolutely but she brings gifts for everybody and I don't remember the gifts she gives to everybody, but she does pull out like a beer mug and she's like, I got a beer mug for your dad. And everybody just goes dead quiet. And I'm like, oh, no, he died. I'm like, did he leave? He died. <laughs> yeah, because we've kind of put it together that Beth has not been here or kind of in and out of everybody's lives for a bit, mm-hmm. you know, doing her own shit. But they did say Elle and her get into a fight and they say that the dad just left. He's like, he's gone, which smartest man in the movie. Yeah, he, I, he's, he's staying living. alive. He's living at the end of this movie. <laughs> he, he's he's there. He's not dead. He sees the news the next morning, and he's like, wow, I am so glad I had an affair. It's like, I, that's the best thing I ever did. <laughs> but it is kind of funny here, because this is where we get Beth's story, where she's like, Beth, you just travel with the band, and she's like, I'm, I am a guitar tech, and I will make chief tech on my crew. I'll be the first woman to ever do that. And I'm like, well, it sounds like maybe she's working for like a famous band then. I, I don't know. She's got goals. It'd be funny if the if Elle was like, Chief Tech, you're the only tech. <laughs> like it's <laughs> the only it's like a crew of five. The band's been around for like a month. <laughs> They'll have no choice but to promote you. <laughs> yeah. You're the only one in line. <laughs> so the mom's like, kids, how about you go take my car and get us some pizzas? Your your aunt and I are gonna fight some more. Which I don't know if this struck you as odd, but she just sends, I, I get the, the boy's supposed to be like a teenager, mm-hmm. but she just sends them off by themselves at night to drive and go get pizza. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe the kid, the boy is supposed to be like 17 or 18 or something. I mean, you know, it's not uncommon, I guess, to, to go out and drive, but. He looks 15. He looks very young. It is very strange that she's like, take all the kids with you. Take Cass too. Just yeah. in case you get into a car accident, bring her too. I did not like that part because I don't. Maybe that's just something that they did all the time it was no big deal. But I'm just like, I would not let my kids go out at night. It is very strange, yeah. Especially, I mean, she must be used to it because you know they go into this parking garage and it looks like it's like someone's going to get tortured to death in it. Yeah, it's like it's completely almost pitch black, flashing lights. It looks just scary as shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would anybody live here? It looks fucking terrifying. I don't think we mentioned they have a month, I think, to get out because okay. they're going to be tearing that building down. See, you did tell me that, and I had missed it because I was re- like writing notes or something. But yeah, they're getting evicted. Yeah, it's, that's either coming up or she tells when she talks to Beth, a.k.a. Bev. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. Somewhere in there that they are getting evicted. Yeah. While the kids are getting pizza, Beth does tell Elle that she is back because she screwed up like she always does and needs Elle's help. Yep, because Elle's the big sister and tells her what to do. I guess so, yeah. Well, they say that the gate to this apartment complex doesn't work all the time because it's like, it's like a remote-controlled gate. So we see the kids coming back with the pizza. In my memory, I could have sworn this car was the, the, the famous Evil Dead car. That would have been cool. But it's not. This car, I looked in the notes, the car is not in this movie. It is the first Evil Dead movie to not feature the car. That's really sad. I don't know. They had a perfect opportunity to put it there. Yeah, or even in the parking lot, just park there. In the back, yeah, because the director was like, while the car's not in here, there is a chainsaw at the end that is the same color as the car. Who 
gives a fuck? I want to see the car. Yeah, it's not the car. <laughs> it's not the car. Yeah, first Evil Dead movie. You want to be the first movie to do that? I don't want to be the first movie to not feature the car. I hate this movie now. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, and here's a little thing, too, I read in the trivia. The kids are carrying the pizza, Cass's, I think the little girl. Hmm. And the pizza, the company's name is Henrietta's, which is the name of the demon that was in the basement in Evil Dead 2. Oh, shit. Yeah, pretty cool. Henrietta is like, I buried her in the cellar. That's kind of cool. Yeah, there's some nice little little uh, mentions, kind of mentions to the other movies in here. I'm back to loving it again. I did put in my notes that Cass, the littlest girl, is dressed like Cher, Alicia Silverstone from Clueless in this. Oh, yeah. She's got kind of like that yellow and black checkered outfit on that you see her wearing. <laughs> but as they're getting there back in, you know, it took a while for the gate to open when they were coming back to the apartment complex. But they're walking back into the elevator. And as they do, a gigantic earthquake happens and splits like the ground in front of them. It's so scary. Yeah, they drop the pizzas, which this was the worst part of the movie for me because these pizzas don't touch the ground. They're still in the box and they're all like, eh, it's. It's not worth it. I'm like, yeah, these pizzas fine. are fine. They're totally fine. You just scrape the toppings off the top of it. Yeah, there's yeah. like a couple of pieces upside down. No big deal. Just put them together and eat them like a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just, just you know, they're fine. They, they were still in the box. There's no dust in there. Just blow on them a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> they were like, we dropped the pizzas, mom. And she's like, oh, that's okay. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're, they're good. Yeah, go get them. Some homeless dude's going to have a good feast later. He's like, these are fine. We're going to have to starve now. Yeah, they never do eat this night. Mm -mm. So this big earthquake opens the ground, and Danny, the oldest kid, sees a gigantic hole in the ground and is like, I'm going to go down in there. Because that's totally safe. I don't get it. But we do see in this scene this gigantic like van, and it's called the Tree Surgeon on the side, and it has like a huge tree wood chipper on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Put that in your back pocket for a minute. Yeah, that that one was not so bright. You, you had to kind of look for it, but you yeah. kind of see it, and you're like, I wonder. Well, yeah, Danny walks by to get in this hole, and you're right. It does seem like this is a bank because he's like going through like uh, de safety deposit boxes, opening them up, looking. Mm -hmm. And he finds like this, like a tomb in there, it looks like. This is kind of odd. Yeah, I'm like, wait, this is a bank, but there's a tomb in there? The tomb has broken up, and he sees that there's, like, a hole in the side of it, and he reaches in and grabs, like, a bag. But before that, we see, like, there's something watching him in this vault. You mm -hmm. think that there's, like, oh, you're like, oh, it's probably going to be a deadite. But it's this big-ass statue of Jesus. <laughs> it <laughs> falls. <laughs> and he realizes here at some point that the whole room from the ceiling is, like, covered in crosses and saint medallions and just very religious objects just packed into this one room like if you see that much religion you just back out you're like what is this trying to keep in mm -hmm. back out slowly yeah because he opens the bag eventually and he finds wouldn't you figure the necronomicon oh my goodness the necronomicon ex mortis the book of the dead and i'm like oh boy oh boy because there's a bunch of bugs that fly off of it yeah ew which this looks a little bit different. The the like the kind of the shroud or like the paper that this thing is in at first makes it look like it kind of has a face, but when he pulls it off, it's just kind of like it doesn't have a face like the other one in the movies do. Mm, it's like more leather bound with just some skin accents or something. Supposed to be skin. Oh, skin. Sorry, bound skin. in human flesh. I mean, that's kind of what leather is. Oh. Inked in human blood. So he's like, "Well, this looks good. I'm going to bring it back to the apartment." 
Yeah, why not? Because it also has on the, like, as a clasp, like a lock, teeth. Yeah. These teeth are, like, preventing the book from getting opened. Again, so normal. I do not know what's happening. Everything is so normal. <laughs> yeah, it's just, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to bring all this back because he does also find two old records in there with it as well. Yeah, because, oh, this goes with it. Which I have a very big problem. We'll get to what's on these records here in just a second, but I have a very big problem with what happens with these records. Okay, I'm interested. Well, we can get into it now, because, I mean, this it happens right now. Anyway, oh. he brings it back to the apartment complex. He opens it up, and he puts one of the records on the player. Now, it is a priest being like, he's. it's like a recording of a meeting, mm-hmm. and it's like all of these priests or something, and they're like, we have found the Necronomicon, and I would want your permission to translate it. Like, we could use this. And you hear a priest in the background being like, it's called the Book of the Dead for a reason. You have to destroy it. Mm. That is Bruce Campbell. Okay. Which I've, the director somehow was like, oh yeah, that's Ash in a different timeline. I'm like, how? Wow. <laughs> he yeah. got back at the end of the third one. Oh. Because they said it's like 1922 or some shit like that. Okay, I don't get that. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my brain does not compute. Let's just keep going. <laughs> so here's the part that doesn't make sense to me is that the priest... He made another record because him and a few other priests decided, fuck these other people. We're going to start translating this bitch. We don't care what we're going to bring up. Yeah, so he starts reading it, and this releases all the evil in the fucking apartment complex. Mm-hmm. You get the, this isn't a drone this time. You really get the evil dead camera. It's like rushing at the apartment. And do you know why he had to like speed it up for him to hear it? Like, why didn't it play correctly? I don't know. You're, that's absolutely right. Yeah, because he's playing it, and it's like... So he does have to turn it himself. Because I thought he was going backwards at first, but we had to kind of keep look at look it. Look at, at like, it. No, he's just speeding it up. Maybe it's an old record or something. I don't know, or just how they recorded it. But yeah, he's like... He's like, I... He speeds it up. He's like, me, me, me. I have translated the book. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure why he had to do that. I haven't found any explanations. But yeah, I totally forgot he had to speed it up himself. If you're listening and you know, write in thefilmobsessedcouple at gmail.com. Yeah, it would make sense if he had to go backwards with it. Right. I have translated the Book of the Dead. Because that's how you how demons talk. <laughs> you would think. They talk backwards. You can never understand them. So here's what my problem with this record is, is that they've like, oh, well, we have to finish listening later in the movie. They're like, we have to finish listening to this to see if there's a way to stop this evil. Mm. So she gets to the end of the record and this guy's like, I shouldn't have done this. Like all of the priests that were with me are dead and they won't stay dead. They keep coming back to life. God, why have I done this? You think he would have destroyed the record where he reads it? Because by them playing the record, they have now released the evil yet again. Uh, this is true. They get to the end of it, and he's basically like, I know you were already at the end of this, but hopefully you didn't play the beginning of the record. Yeah, hopefully you just jumped to the end and listened to that, and then you're listening backwards, which is impossible with a record. Oh, wait, you did listen to the beginning of it? Fuck, fuck. Oh, we're all dead again. (laughs) Well, that releases the evil, but Danny does get the book open for a minute because he, he's trying to open the Necronomicon, and he does, like, prick his finger on the teeth, and that causes it to open. Because it needed some blood, baby. Yeah. And the pages in this book are very funny. They look – if you've ever seen Cannibal Corpse album covers, they're known for being very violent and bloody and shit. Yeah. They look exactly like the covers for the Cannibal Corpse albums. 
Yeah, he was very intrigued, and his the middle sister was in there, and she is like terrified. Yeah, she's like, "This is not cool," because it's like dead people and bodies getting just just terrifying stuff. And, yeah, mutilated and just. Blech. And he's like, "Oh, oh!" Like, wow, I'm gonna masturbate to this later. <laughs> My last, our last, our family name is Dahmer. <laughs> My name's Danny Dahmer. Danny Doms to his friends. <laughs> this is another dick moment I found because while they're like dicking around with this record, Cass and Beth are like in the other room getting in, like trying to give her a bath. Mm. And Cass is in like her bathing suit and goggles. And Beth is like, what are you doing? Deep sea diving? And she's like, no, I was at a beach one time and got stung by a jellyfish. I just need to get in there and look to make sure there's no jellyfish. Mm. And Beth's like, Oh, well, I'll check. And then she does the whole thing of like, oh, my God. Oh, something's got my arm. Oh, God. Oh. And she's like, I'm just kidding. I'm like, this kid was already terrified. You are going to be a horrible parent. Yeah, like this kid was just like, I'm scared of jellyfish. And now you're doing the whole thing like, one's got me. Oh, my God. Well, you kind of see in like other movies where like kids are terrified of something in the closet or under the bed. Yeah. And the the other parents are like, oh, no, it's got me, you know, because I think yeah. they feel like, oh, this is ridiculous. Right. But then they're all like later they figure out, oh, shit, there is something in there. Yeah. I mean, they do it in Ghostbusters, too, where they make the toaster jump and stuff. And Peter Venkman's like, oh, we're going to put a patent, a warning label on this. He's like, oh. Ah, like he's getting eaten by the toaster mm. and he's like oh did you ever fall for it <laughs> the old man eating toaster <laughs> so the mom l while all this shit in various rooms is happening takes the laundry she has to go like down to the bottom mm. which i'm like you just gotta find an in unit in the next apartment you go to and again what time is this what time is it? It seems like it's at like 1 a.m. <laughs> and is this a good time to be going anywhere right after an earthquake? Yeah, you would think that they would have to exit the building or something after that. Can the laundry wait? I was still like, well, you know, what is it, California? They get those kind of frequently? Yeah. I, I don't know. So. They don't really say where this is set, I guess. Mm -mm. But yeah, she goes down, she takes the elevator down, and the evil that we had seen rush to the apartment takes the mom and like lifts her off the ground as she gets to the bottom of the floor and it like lifts her and throws her back. This whole elevator scene though is really scary. Yeah, cuz she's like hearing things like talk to her and voices and stuff and something like puts her hair back behind her ear and then rips her earring out. Rips it right out of their ear, yeah. Ow. It, there is a funny moment though when the voices are like talking really loud and she just goes, "Shut the <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, that's how I would react. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, totally normal. This movie, completely normal. Um, well, the voices don't like that, so she gets slapped and starts getting strangled by an electrical cord from mm. the top of the elevator. Yeah, and part of me, I'm like, I kind of remember her face in the um, trailer at this point, and I'm like, okay, I know she's not going to make it, but it kind of looks like she might. Yeah, in the trailer, they do show her being possessed. Yeah, so... She gets, like, wrapped up in all of these cords, and then the power in the whole apartment complex goes out. Yeah, and before then, like, while she's wrapped up, before it cuts away, you see her arm getting twisted back and broken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. One thing I did realize we've forgotten to kind of mention at this point is the neighbors and the kids that are in this apartment complex. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the reason why the bell goes off, and I thought it was because of Beth, but it was actually because of the kids, like this Cheeto kid. This kid has like a shit ton of like Cheeto dust around his mouth. Yeah, because he's trying to pick up on uh, Bridget. Bridget, yeah. Yeah, he's got like a little, a couple of friends or something with him too there. Like his brother, I think. Or yeah. Something. So there are those kids. And then we also meet this neighbor next door. He's like a younger dude because he comes out when the kids are like coming back with the pizza and stuff. The mom's like, oh, have you heard from the kids? Have you seen him? And he's like, no, I haven't. Let's go find him. Yeah, it seems like a really cool dude. There's an older dude that lives next to him too, kind of a creepier guy. Yeah, talking about a cat that goes around in the... Um, the vents. The vents. Yeah, he's like, oh, she gets scared or something. She goes rolling around in them vents because they can hear her like walking around. Which I knew that was going to come back into play later. I just didn't know how. Right. So, yeah, we should definitely have mentioned them because they will come back here in just a minute. I was looking through my notes here and I'm like, God damn it. Like, people, you do your own podcast and realize how hard it is to go line by line. It is. <laughs> and try not to go line by line because I'm sure people are not like... And then they did this, and then they did this, and then they went here. Like, that's boring as shit. So guess what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to entertain you while also keep the story going. So fuck off! Yes, we're doing we're doing the best we can. I quit. No. So now back to where we left off is that the mom has been possessed. She comes back into the apartment building and immediately starts making eggs. The power is out in this building. And then she turns the oven on, or the stove on, like, right away. It's got Mm. this gigantic flame going, and you pointed that out. Yeah, because I know from having lived through a ice storm, when all of the power is out, even if you have a gas stove, you still need electricity. Right, yeah, we had a terrible ice storm, I think, in, like, what, 2007, 2008 here in Springfield? Yeah. A lot, a lot of people lost power. My parents, I was living with them at the time, lost power for a couple of days. It's freaking horrible. Now, I, again, maybe this is a special stove, and I just didn't have that stove, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know, but okay. Yeah, she starts throwing eggs into this pan, and I thought it looked like there was some blood in there, maybe. I didn't really catch it very well. I wasn't sure if it came from one of the eggs. I don't know. Sometimes that can happen. Oh, Jesus. Um, but uh, she just shells and all. She's yeah, she's cracking. tossing them. She's being the best mom she can be right now as she's being possessed. Because, you know, the pizza. So now she's like, oh, I got to make some eggs. Yeah. And we do get what we call what is called a split diopter shot, which Mm. is basically you've got something in frame in front, like really close to the camera Mm -hmm. and something in the back that's still you can still see it very well. So in this, the mom's face is like super close to the camera. And then right behind her, you can see Beth and the kids behind her. Just a neat little camera trick kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't know what it was called. Because she's like, uh, Elle, are you okay? And she's like, I had a wonderful dream that we were at a part or like doing something and something. And she's like, and then I slit you open and climbed inside of you so we could all stay one big happy family. I'm like, whoa. This is getting kind of weird. Whoa, this is. This is a lot. (laughs) This is kind of a, I guess you could think of it as like a funny moment because the mom then falls to the ground and vomits for like five minutes. Yeah, like this white stuff. Yeah, white fluid. And then this poor actress, she just falls face down into the fluid and they're like, we got to get her to a hospital like right away. And Danny and Beth like are dragging her, trying to get her to the elevator. And they were like, wait, we shouldn't use the elevator after a big earthquake. 
So they tried to take the stairs, but the stairs have been completely all just destroyed by the earthquake. And I think the elevator's out because of all the... Just out as well. ...accords and stuff that strangled her to death. Oh, you probably so. They look at that and they're like, oh. And they look at Elle, the mom, and they are like, she's, she's not breathing. She's dead. They're like, shit, we think she's dead. So then we cut now and... All of the neighbors are here. They're looking at her. The mom is like, they put her in a bed. She's laying down. Beth does try to close her eyes and they open right back up. That's kind of freaky. Yes. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) Um, This is another creepy moment. The young neighbor dude is like, I think we should pray for her. And like, even the creepy neighbor, they all hold hands. They all hold hands while they pray. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think he was trying to make this a nicer moment but yeah there's just no way you can make a nice moment out of this no i know it and this definitely does sound kind of weird to me this because he's like well we got to get out of here there is a fire escape but it's only in built like apartment number two so that door has been closed down because no one's living there so we have to try to break into it horrible design i'm like N- this is the only fire escape <laughs> only fire escape you got to go through somebody else's apartment yeah like uh what do you guys do if there's a fire or an earthquake you're fucked because they're fucked so they're trying to break into this apartment at some point and you hear the creepy neighbor like they're having no luck the young neighbor and the creepy old guy and the old guy says maybe i should go get my shotgun and shoot this door open Put that in your back pocket, too. Mm-hmm. It didn't even hit me where I'm like, oh, shotgun. Like, Ash's shotgun, but it's coming. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was a sawed-off shotgun, though. No, it's like a full-barrel one. Because yeah. the the original one Ash has is a full-barrel, but he chainsaws it off. That's right. To fit it in his back better. There's a fly that goes onto Ellie's eye. I can't stand this. And they're trying, and Elle, like, sits up, like, out of, you know, a daze almost, and they're like... Oh my God, she's burning up. So they take her to the tub to put her in. Yeah, because she has just—it just makes sense that she's alive. Yeah, I don't. You just don't know what the hell happened. I mean, you've heard bizarre things of people being declared dead and then waking up in the the morgue. Like, whoops. Yeah, I guess. But just kidding. Yeah, very crazy. But she looks dead. She's all like pale and shit and her eyes are messed up and yeah she absolutely looks dead because she is dead yeah for real there is a very cool moment here where she crawls out of the tub and like kind of into the corner of the shower oh yeah and she just screams real loud and falls back into the tub this was wow yeah i can't even talk about it it was so good it was just the creepiest fuck yeah she does her hands like come up over the tub and her face does too and Cass is like mommy she's like mommy's with the maggots yeah, I'm so glad they, it's like, they know when to slow the movie down. Yeah. And they know when to speed it up. And they really slowed it down during this part. And I'm just like, that really did it. I just, I loved that. Yeah, I know exactly. And at this point, Elle does get like a broken piece of glass and stabs Beth through the hand here at some point. And Ouch. They're like pushing her down back into the water and the water's boiling or something. And Bridget's all like, Mom. Mom, please, Mom. And she's like, Mommy's free of you, like, shitty blood-sucking parasites or something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> this demon is very, uh, got some good lines in here. At some point in here, Elle does get her tattoo gun and tattoos Bridget across the face, like, under her cheek. Yes. And I was like, oh, no, not a face tattoo, although face tattoos are pretty accepted in today's society. It seems like all the rappers are getting them. 
Oh, I, I put in my notes. She said that she's free from all you titty-sucking parasites. Titty. Okay. My, titty. My autocorrect <laughs> put in city, and I thought it meant shitty. <laughs> titty-sucking parasite. That's funny. Uh-huh. And then she does a kiss move, like the movie Kiss. The Kiss, yeah. The Kiss. That's right. Yeah, go ahead and say it. Um, And she tries to um, put a parasite in her daughter by kissing her. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, she's trying to kiss her, and you were like, oh, that's like the kiss. I was like, oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? No, it was more like, it was like that movie that we watched that one time. What was it called? <laughs> <laughs> you should know. It was your favorite. <laughs> uh, they do knock Elle off of Bridget here, and she starts meaning my miny mowing everyone and who's going to be next. She's, like, pointing at all the family, like, yeeny, meeny. The neighbor boy hears all this commotion, and, like, I think, do they go out, and they start fighting in the hallway at one point here, but the neighbor boy is, like, trying to help and L bites his fucking eye out of his face. Yes. Oh, the neighbor guy comes in to see what's going on because I guess the commotion, you know, yeah. he's like, what the hell's going on? And then Ellie jumps on him and bites his eye out. And then, you know, he, she didn't want to swallow it. So she decides to spit it out. Because Cheeto Kid is standing right there and he's like, oh, my God. And she spits the eyeball right into his mouth like yeah. in Evil Dead 2. Oh, see, this is where I thought it was kind of comical. That's funny, yeah. Because there's no way that would happen. I well, mean, and, yeah, I mean, no way. But in Evil Dead 2, that face is like, you know, trying to get out of the cellar. And I think they step on it. And that f that eyeball goes flying into Bobby Joe's mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think that's why I thought it was funny. Right. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I get what you're doing. That's pretty Yeah, cool. that's pretty funny. You know the sound effect of the eye getting eaten? what that was according to the mm -hmm. trivia it was bruce campbell taking a a big bite out of an apple wow like, <laughs> and said he was taking a ferocious bite out of an apple that's a word so the family beth and the kids close the door to the apartment and barricade the door beth does look out in the eye hole and this is a very cool scene how they did it yes because you're seeing l take on everybody she like kills the neighbor's like, fucking creepy neighbor dude does get his shotgun and is shooting her, but is not stopping. So she kills him. She kills the kids, Cheetos and his friends. That was shocking. I know. You're like, I read a review of it and you were like, oh, when they introduce the neighbors, you're like, well, these are all the people that are going to get killed. Because the kids, they're young enough where they obviously wouldn't be killed. No, these kids are getting fucking killed. Because I think the young, maybe like an eight-year-old, and you see him as Bev artist formerly known as Bev um, as she's looking out the peephole at Ellie you know Ellie's out of sight but you see this little kid run by the door and I'm like oh my gosh she's going to open this door and let this kid in and right. he's going to be fine but then you see him be getting thrown back against the wall and yeah. blood is splattered everywhere and then I'm like they just did that yeah you don't that's one thing is like when they kill kids in movies that's just one thing that you don't expect so when they do it you're like holy shit Mm-hmm. It was it was shocking. It's pretty crazy, yeah. And Elle is the only one in this hallway left alive. She does get back up to the peephole and starts talking. She does start hereditary, hitting her head against the door, like in that movie Hereditary we watched, where she's like... She starts hitting her head against the apartment door. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I know you didn't care that movie. If we ever do that movie again, I don't know. Um... But yeah, technically she's not alive. She's just more animated than everybody else. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
at this point, Bridget is like, Danny, mom looks like a page in that book that we saw. We, what the fuck? Like, we've got to do something about that. He decides to fess up, basically, until um, Beth, what's going on? Yeah, he's like, oh, we found this book. I opened it. And he's like, I, th- I caused this. He's like, this is all my fault. Mm-hmm. So he, he killed your mama. Mm, yeah, well, technically it was the demon, <laughs> but... True. He does take Beth... Well, he takes Beth into the room to show her the book. Bridget's, like, walking around and starts acting a little bit strange. A little bit. She starts getting, like, black goo coming out of her eyes and and her nose. Mm-hmm. She vomits up a bunch of bugs into the sink. Mm-hmm. And then we just don't see her for a minute. Like, we see Bev and everybody else, like, doing... Looking at the records and stuff. Again, when shit goes down like this, like when demons start possessing people, just know, don't ever leave anybody's sight. Yeah. Because, you know, it is possible that may happen one day, and you just need to know that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so Beth and Danny are in the room looking at the records, and Cass is just kind of in the living room by herself. The mom starts singing a song, Elle does, and asking her to, like, let her in, and Cass for a second is about to do it. Yeah. Well, in fact, she does unlock the door. Yeah, and then the fucking Elle's arm comes in and starts strangling her right away. You think yeah. she'd be a little smarter, be like, oh, okay, I'm going to come on in here. Now I'm going to fucking kill you all. Exactly. But Beth runs and shuts the door on her. The demon does say, like, why don't you open the door like you open your legs, you groupie slut? Whoa. She's like, I am a tech. I'm a tech, man. I don't have sex with the people. I'm a tech. Wow. I mean, yes, I did have sex with somebody, obviously, to have a kid. I but... mean, yeah, I am pregnant. I did kind of fuck up a little bit, but I'm still a tech, goddammit. Yeah, and Cass tells Danny at this point, she's like, don't worry, Stephanie is going to protect us. And Beth is like, wait a second, where is Bridget in all of this mess? So she goes, and she's like sitting unnaturally on the counter. Yeah, like what do they call it like a frog stance she's like kind of crouched Crouched. yeah like crouched like a frog absolutely that's Uh a good good call and beth is like uh bridget (laughs) what's this about and bridget turns around she's got demon eyes and she's eating glass yeah and she says i have to kill the creepy crawlies that are in my tummy oh yeah that's i was very sad i was hoping maybe she wouldn't die but Bridget does say to Beth, do you have something in your tummy? Because they've kind of figured out that she's pregnant at yeah, this point. As a matter of fact, I do. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, so this is the craziest moment. One of the craziest moments to me is that Beth and Bridget are fighting and, uh, and Beth gets knocked to the ground and is trying to crawl away. <gasps> Bridget grabs a cheese grater and cheese grates the back of her leg. Oh, for fuck's sake. I was you like, know, oh my God. You know what this reminds me of? And I, of course, I can't remember the movie, but they cheese grate somebody's knee. Oh my God. I don't remember that. I want to say it's cabin in the woods but i'm probably wrong that does sound, it's been so long but that does sound right it yeah. was it was a scary movie kind of like that and they cheese grated someone's knee. right yeah i think so that sounds right because that girl's picking her skin off in the scenes yeah because i can't i mean that i can't stand that oh god beth is walking here in a minute and i'm like how are you even standing eh, you know like you probably got muscle in there Ooh. I think adrenaline at this point is what's keeping her going. (laughs) It's like I'm standing because of adrenaline. Uh, Bridget does run in and try to attack Cass, and Cass brings up the end of her Stephanie. And like we called it, this thing goes straight through Bridget's face and through her mouth out the back of her fucking head. Boy, that's something. That's insane. That's pretty traumatizing for a little kid. 
I would have to guess. Yeah, no, exactly. Because, you know, we cut the scene and they have wrapped Bridget up in like bags or something and laid her on her bed. Cass and, and Beth has now like wrapped up her leg. I'm like, I don't think that you, you've got some shit going on there, man. Like, yeah, ugh, yeah. The amount of trauma that that would cause, I just can't imagine. Well, and she's been stabbed through the hand. I mean, the grater is probably less of pain than her hole in her hand. God, I don't know. You're dragging that across your back of your leg, the calf. Oh, boy. And so now they're talking and Brid- Beth is like, I think we should finish playing this record. Maybe it'll tell us how to beat these demons. And Danny's like, well, the power outage fried the thing. We're not going to be able to play. And she's like, guess what? I'm a guitar tech. I can fix it. For real. <laughs> and we get her like soldering and fixing it and shit like that. We're like, oh, well, it came into play. She does know things besides just spreading her legs. Technically, she only spread her legs once. I mean, that's all you need to do. For a baby, yeah. Yeah. So she's listening to the record. She does have to spin it, like, you know, like before. Mm -hmm. And it's like we kind of said, the priest is like, what have I done? Why in God's name did I ever do this? Like, all of the priests got possessed. I've killed them. I've cut them up. I've murdered them. They still keep coming back. Mm -hmm. There's, like, no way to stop them. They, no matter what, they will continue and rise. Whoa. Evil Dead Rise. So Danny now hears movement into the ceiling, and you, like they said, the cat earlier is moving in the vents and stuff, mm-hmm. and you just know it's the mom. Yeah, because the mom heard the the cat out in the vents out in the hall. Right. There's that quick look where she looks in the vent, and you're like, this cat is so dead. Yeah. But I, I thought just the cat was dead, but no, more than that. The director did come out and say that the cat does survive this. You never see it, but yeah, the mom gets in the vents, but you never see the cat or what happens to it. So he's like, yeah, the cat lived. I think he's just saying that. Mm. So yeah, the mom is going through the vents and stuff. And as Danny is like preoccupied by looking up, Bridget's body bag is like walking in the background, (laughs) which is fucking crazy. Because I mean, good for them. They did tie her up, but I mean, that's not going to hold a demon. Yeah, I know exactly. Well, Bridget's body flies at Danny, and he stabs it. And I thought for a moment, they, they do make you think that Danny got stabbed. Because mm-hmm. he's got like this knife, and the way he's looking, you're like, oh god, he's dead. Like, he got stabbed, but no, he stabbed Bridget's body. And okay, what kills me, what kills me about some of these scary movies is when they stab somebody, especially someone unnatural, you know, like they're dead yeah, and possessed. They just leave it in them. This, like yeah they just leave the knife or whatever they stab this person with and they just leave it in there and i'm like you just gave them a weapon i know like they have it because that's exactly what she does she pulls it out of her and stabs danny in the arm yep and do you remember exactly how this happened because she does vomit blood all over danny but he sets her on fire and is it with the stove it, there was like some Pam spray, you know, like that yeah. you spray on a pan. Mm-hmm. I don't maybe in different countries it's called something different, but it's just like grease that you can spray out right. of an aerosol can. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, so he uses that because the stove is still going mm-hmm. after all this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, she goes aflame. Okay. Yeah. And so Bridget burns up and stuff and. Danny is just absolutely covered in blood. Um, Beth has like, I don't know why she decided to put headphones on. So she like can't hear any of this somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're noise canceling. But even with 
noise canceling headphones, you can still hear. You you'd probably feel the vibrations like through the floor and stuff if somebody's in the next room getting thrown around. Absolutely. <laughs> but she's just like that little kid in that movie while the, they're shooting the place up. Oh, face off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the somewhere over the rainbow. Yep. They're like, oh, put your headphones on, and nothing, you're not going to notice that people are just getting murdered. And yeah, Beth is like turning this the record, and you see the mom climb out of the vents behind her. That's a good, good scary moment. Yeah, like it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. The priest at this point in the record, this is where he's like, "There's nothing you can do to stop this." And the mom like hits Beth, pushes her away. Mm-hmm. This is kind of, I think it's supposed to be played for like a funny moment, but the mom puts her like fingernail to the record. And it starts playing, and, like, the sound comes out of her mouth. Yeah, I thought this was a little weird. It's kind of like a funny little moment. Yeah, they could have done without it, but it was just kind of like, okay. You just wanted to show off your possession. Yeah, I guess. Like, the things that I can do, maybe they're just trying to scare him to death or something. But Mm. everybody's back in the living room. Elle does grab Beth and says, we'll swallow your soul. <laughs> nice. Um, she does also say, uh, Ellie waits in hell for you and your unborn baby. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty fucking sc- crazy. Yeah, that's really scary. <laughs> yeah, Ellie, Elle is attacking Beth and Cass is like, oh, hey, you remember those scissors from earlier we set up? Here they are. Yeah. Slides them to her and Beth stabs Elle through the fucking nose. Yeah. But again, possessed. Demon. You just gave him a weapon. Yeah, take it out and start going. Like, continue going. You just gave away another weapon. I mean, hello. We can all learn something today, people, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, if, if this thing teaches you anything, it's just that never leave weapons in bodies after you've stabbed or killed them. Just take them out. Yeah, just take them right back out. Now, if somebody does stab you, you want to keep that thing in there. Yeah, for... <laughs> <laughs> people stabbing take it out people that are stabbed try and keep it in it's a big fight <laughs> because if you take it out you will die yeah you're gonna bleed pretty you're bad gonna bleed to death right there and there was a moment earlier after bridget got killed where beth tells Cass that it's gonna be okay and Cass is like wow you know how to lie to kids yeah she said you're gonna be a great mom yeah because cat because beth does reveal to Cass at this point she's like yeah i i totally am pregnant so now they're like, we're getting the fuck out of here. They go to like try and get through the door and like they run through the hallway of gore. Like just they see all the dead bodies in here. This is a crazy thing, too, I think, because uh, you think everybody's just dead, like mutilated. You wouldn't think that they would be possessed. Yeah, because everybody's alive back again. Well, not alive, but everybody's possessed now. Mm-hmm. And Beth is like hammering on the door trying to get out through this apartment she gives up and ends up going to the creepy neighbor and grabs his shotgun to, like, shoot the door open. Elle now comes out of the apartment and is trying to get to Beth, and Beth shoots her leg off with the shotgun. Yeah, to pieces. Yeah, that's crazy. And now Elle is trying to, like, talk herself out of getting killed again. Like, oh, no, please don't. We're sisters. And we do see the Necronomicon book in the bedroom at this point, like flips open to a page and it looks like a society type monster. Yes. Cause all the kids come out of the room. They're like crying. They're like, Oh God, mom's dead. You kill mom. And they just start laughing loudly and like Mm -hmm. all laughing. And the mom is like, you all, nobody will be alive at the end. Everybody will be dead by dawn. And all of the possessed, like, 
young neighbor dude, creepy neighbor dude, Cheetos, his brother, everybody's all like, dead by dawn, dead by dawn, dead mm-hmm. by dawn. Pretty pretty creepy. I think it was really well done. It was pretty chaotic. Yeah, it's like, holy shit, like everything's going to hell right now. Very tense moment, and you're like, what are they going to do to survive this? Well, they give up on the door, and Beth and Cass run into the elevator to yeah. try and go. I mean, that's all they got. That's every, anything else they've got, and this elevator starts filling up with blood. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, damn, you guys are going to die. Yeah, and they try to get out through the top because the blood is quickly rising, Mm-hmm. And there's one of the dead-eyed kids is there, yeah, like trying to grab at him. And while they're in the elevator, the kids start ripping up the mom. They start like ripping her to pieces. Yeah, just tearing into her. You're like, you see a picture of the book, and it looks like a bunch of bodies combined together. So you kind of know where this is going. Like, did they go up the rear end? Like, like in <laughs> I society, <don't> know. <laughs> they go they go there first. The guy get a beauty mark out of it oh so eventually this elevator gets so heavy that it drops yeah and and you pointed this out and i didn't see it but there is a sign that says maximum capacity or something so many pounds pounds. yeah so i guess that's to to indicate that with this blood filling it's gonna it got too heavy. It got too heavy and it just kind of dropped? Yeah, I guess so. Because this thing drops to the bottom floor, which hopefully is not that long of a drop, maybe. Because they're still alive. But it is definitely a reference to The Shining. Because when they drop, the doors open and this blood just flies out. Oh yeah, a lot of blood. It's like, if you've ever seen The Shining, one of the more famous scenes of that movie is the elevator opening and all the blood coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cass does have a very funny line here where Beth is like, Cass... Cass, are you okay? And she's like, am I dead? No, yeah. <laughs> and they are just like covered in blood. Like head to toe. Yeah, which I think was, that was kind of cool. It's not did an that. evil dead movie unless someone is covered head to toe in blood. Mm-hmm. So they are now trying to get to the car to get out. Um, they get in the car. They're like ready to go. They... I think the door opens, or they're trying to get the door open. Of course, it doesn't open on the first try because it was broken like before. The door to the apartment opens up, and this gigantic like combination of bodies, faces, and arms comes out. Mm-hmm. And it's coming towards them, so Beth and Cass like get out and hide on the other side away from it. Yeah, because I think I think they were having trouble with the door to get it get the it gate, open. Yeah, the gate like mm-hmm. wouldn't open. Absolutely, there's some kind of cat and mouse here where the the big monster thing is like walking around and they're on the other side of the car and the gate is open and it starts to close on them so beth and Cass like run towards it Mm -hmm. beth gets underneath it Cass like is about to get underneath it and the society monster grabs her and pulls her back yeah and the gate closes yeah and beth is like oh my god she's trapped yeah i'm just like i mean sorry beth Cass is you know you just got to let her go. <laughs> you just got to let her go and get the fuck out. Yeah, she did, man. Get on with it. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Well, you save yourself. It'd be funny if she's like, well, there's nothing I can do about that and walks away. Well, at this point, I'm like, what do you do? I'm like, you, I mean, there are two different things you could do. You could, yeah. you could say, love you, Cass. Sorry. And then run off. Or yeah. you, you try to figure out how to get back in, which is, you know, what what she chose to do and yeah 
was probably the right thing to do. It would be kind of funny if there was a horror movie that did that at one point, where it's like, well, that sucks, and they walk away. It'd have to be like a, a comedy. Yeah, and then the other person actually does end up getting away, and they're like, what the fuck? You could have helped me out, man. <laughs> well, the society monster is dragging Cass. It grabs a chainsaw off the floor, which is the same color as the car. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's going to cut up Cass, and then a gunshot rings out. And it's the same shot as the end of Eve of Army of Darkness, where Ash is standing at the lady at the end in the supermarket. Yeah. Where he's like, lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. It's the same shot. Beth is standing there. And she does do the same thing where she's like, come get some. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm like, that was kind of badass. Yeah. And the society monster like turns the wood chipper on itself and tries to drag Beth into it to like throw her in. Oh, so scary. And Beth does get the chainsaw. Chainsaws, the, the mom's face is like the main one. And like chainsaws her. And this monster like gets dragged into the wood chipper and just talk about blood going everywhere. Yeah, and they do kind of work together, Beth and Cass. Yeah, she's like, turn on the machine again. Yeah, because Cass turns the machine off to save Beth. Yeah. So Beth can then get the upper hand, and then Beth yells at Cass, turn it on, and then oh, there yeah, we go. Yeah, she does it again, and the monster goes in. You see the the boy, Danny? You see his face and everything go through this thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus, how old was that kid? <laughs> <laughs> but all that's left after this is the mom's head. And the mom's like, yeah. Bethy Boo, please don't hurt me. And she's like, only my sister can call me that. And she's like, you're going to fail as a mom just like our mom failed. And Beth kicks her head into the wood chipper and it goes in and gets destroyed. Jeez. And you're like, whew. Glad that's over. Yeah. And it's like a shot from like the floor. You see their feet walking by and they're like walking because they're going to leave the apartment garage and... They, they pass by the chainsaw and Beth stops and picks it up and walks out. Yeah. And they're just they're just going to keep moving on. They're not going to worry about calling the cops. Yeah. I put it in my notes. Cass is going to need a shit ton of therapy after Absolutely. this. Absolutely. They both will. Yeah. They both need to just go right to the psych ward. But I don't know if anyone will ever believe them on what happened. Well, I mean, they probably will and give them enough medication to forget it. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Um, there is a shot after they leave, it goes back to the car that they were trying to get out of, and the keys to the car have, like, a picture of the family, like, the mom and all the kids with it, and it kind of fades out on that image. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, well, that's the end, now what? And then, I'm hoping this lady was on a different floor, I'm assuming she was, but the girl, Jessica, from the beginning, comes out of her apartment. Yeah, and it's the like, same building. She's it. She lives in the exact same building, and she's talking to scalped lady on the phone, and is like, "Oh, you know, the power went out in my apartment last night, and oh, the storm. I barely got any sleep." And she's like, "I really don't feel like doing this today." And scalped lady's like, "No, we have planned this, and we are gonna do it." Mm-hmm. And as she's walking, she's going through the parking garage, like not realizing that this entire parking garage is covered in blood. I know. She's oblivious. I know. It'd be like me talking on the phone and not seeing like dead bodies in the background. Yeah. Yeah. She ends the call talking to the scalp girl and she does eventually look behind her and see all the carnage and she starts walking towards the wood chipper and very much like the first movie, Evil Dead, it ends with the evil force rushing at her mm-hmm. and then the credits. 
And they were like, oh, that's how she got possessed. Yeah. So, I mean, they could do another one because the evil's still out there. Yeah, it is. I don't know how successful this one was, if, if it did well. It's still out there. So take all of our advice that we've given you in this episode on how you can survive. <laughs> yes. Through a possession. Yeah. Don't don't walk around alone. Mm-hmm. No, don't, never leave sight of who you're with. Yeah, don't leave weapons and bodies that you've stabbed. If you stab someone, pull the weapon out. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And if there is a wood chipper nearby, make sure you use it. Yeah, you know that it's going to be used at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, that that was Evil Dead Rise. Like, you know, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. I, I just loved it. There's just so many good things about this movie. And if... If you didn't like it, I would like to know why. Yeah. To let us know, because I'm intrigued. I did hear some people say that, you know, they they missed the, the settings of, like, the woods or something yeah. like that. But Army of Darkness took place in, like, a castle, so. True. I mean, it, there were woods and stuff, but not in, like, a cabin in the woods type thing. I, I, can, I can understand that. But it was still really good for me, and we really appreciate you listening to us, and uh, if you don't follow us on any social media, just hit us up. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook. We're, we're kind of phasing out Twitter. I don't know. I don't care for mm, it. Yeah. Um, and you can email us at thefilmobsessedcouple at gmail.com. Yes. Yes, let us know. Say hi. Any recommendations for movies, we will watch them. We did do that. Oh, yeah. We did get recommended. What was it? Oh, Jesus. I don't know these things. <laughs> I can't remember. My, oh, it was the Totoro kind of movie. Yeah, we did get recommended a movie, but we'll go back through the archives and can say, but someone did recommend us a movie and we did watch it. Yeah, if you listen to all of our episodes, then you'll know because we say that that we listen to this because somebody recommended it. Absolutely, yeah. We will. If people make recommendations, you know, it's not as easy as making like a plan of 50, well, you know, half a year of movies or whatnot, mm. you know, you're kind of like, oh, what should we do next? So if people are like, you should do this. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll drop what we're doing and do that. But, but what, what are we planning? So next week, we're kind of going on for more cult movies. You know, we thought those seem to have a good reaction from everybody that do listen to it, download wise. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Talk about society monsters. Oh, wow. So... So yeah, uh, next time we will be doing the thing. All right. Thanks for listening.